Welcome to the Law of Startups podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for being with us today. And please welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Lou Kerner. Uh, Lou is a uh, venture capitalist, uh, a company called Crypto Oracle. And uh, Lou, welcome to the show. Nice to be here, Joe. Nice to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. For sure. So tell tell us about Crypto Oracle and what you're working on. Sure. So uh, we're a crypto-focused VC fund. Uh, we're investing uh, in all stages of a company. So if they're doing an equity round, if they're doing pre-sales, uh, if they're doing an ICO, and it's a great company, we want to get involved. And then once uh, the, 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 the coins, you know, the company ICOs, uh, then we distribute the coins to, uh, you know, to our uh, GPs. Okay. All right. So the... Um so the model is to uh, uh, accumulate coins and then get them out to your uh, stakeholders as soon as possible. Yeah, what's really interesting in the world of VC, I've been a VC for six years now. And you know, traditionally, uh, you, you have to wait. Now, for companies at IPO, it's, it's more than seven years uh, on, right. on average. Yeah. Uh, and it's closer to seven months uh, from when uh, a company you know, first uh, takes equity, if they ever take equity, uh, to when they ICO. So, uh, so the returns are, are much faster. And from an investor standpoint, uh, it, it, it's much more interesting. Our fund will actually be tokenized uh, as well. So you don't even have to wait for the companies that we're investing in uh, to ICO. Uh, you know, we'll have uh, tokens for our fund that'll be tradable and investors can trade in and out at their will. Oh, that's a great idea. So, yeah, have you done that yet? Have you have you have you tokenized the fund yet? Or no, we're 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 in the process of uh, of working through. It turns out, guess what? There's a, a lot of legal complications, both domestically and internationally. Uh, internationally is generally uh, much easier. Our SEC hasn't made it easy to to tokenize and trade uh, right now. The way the rules are is is you have to wait a year. Um, but the, uh, the rules are being rewritten as we, as we speak. And, and there are interesting things that you can do to, to, to make them tradable, uh, b- before the year. Tell us, tell us about the technology behind making something like, let's say you have a company or, or any kind of product and you want to break it up and tokenize it. What, what's the current system for that is, do you use one of the protocols, like the existing protocols for coins so that people can trade them using like existing tools or do you have to create your own? Um, trading platform? Like how, how have you guys sure. thought about it? So um, it's, you know, we're still working through the details, but it's likely that we'll do uh, as most companies do an ERC 20 token, leveraging the Ethereum uh, uh, blockchain and, and network uh, and, and protocols uh, to create the coins and to trade them. So that's yeah, okay. It's so changing, changing so, times. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so Lou, what do you think about the, uh, we saw an announcement by one of the investment banks this week that the value of Bitcoin was really zero. <laughs> Did you see that? Sure. You know, th- the interesting thing about Bitcoin, and in, in my view, most people are looking at it wrong. I really, you know, Bitcoin set out to be a currency, but it, it really hasn't evolved to be a functional currency. Uh, but what it has evolved into is a great store of value. And so, in my view, gold has had an epic 5,000-year run. Uh, not too many other things that you can think of have, uh, you know, have dominated their markets like, st- like gold has store of value for 5,000 years. Uh, but I think its, its day is over, and, and Bitcoin is just a much more functional store of value, and, and gold is in round figures about $8 trillion market cap. So if Bitcoin does replace it as a store of value, and it does because it's better, Bitcoin could still have a long ways to go. Uh, if something, though, comes along that's better than Bitcoin as a store of value, and that's always a possibility, we don't know whether Bitcoin is the 
MySpace of of store of value or the or the Facebook. Right. Well, do you see? Um, so, speaking of Facebook, I mean, a lot of people are saying that what's going to happen is these. Um, these centralized organizations like Facebook or Uber or whatnot are going to become all decentralized and operate on the blockchain. What do you think about that idea? Are you investing in ideas like that right now? Sure. We're investing in lots of ideas like that right now. The, you know, the, the interesting thing though about technology is, uh, uh, and Joe, I think you, you've heard me say this before, uh, there's something called the Mare's law, which is the fact that the impact of all great technological change is overestimated in the short run and underestimated in the long run. So, you know, you know, here we are, you know, uh, uh, 25 years after almost, uh, you know, Amazon was started and uh, consumer retail sales last quarter uh, in the U.S. Uh, online was about 8% of the total. So, you know, these changes, while monumental, take time uh, and they never play out like anybody thinks they are. But it certainly seems like with the blockchain and with cryptocurrency and smart contracts, uh, uh, zero proof knowledge, that uh, decentralization is is now possible in a, in a in a functional way that was never possible before, and so we certainly anticipate that we're going to see a lot of industries significantly disrupted by decentralization. As a, as a VC, are you looking at you're looking at companies uh, that are building an actual thing and then using a token as part of it, and, and so you, it sounds like you're investing in them pre-token to help get them to the point where they can they can release their their coin is that does that sound sure. right? Sure, I, I think uh, uh, we're going to be investing in companies that are looking to tokenize. Uh, and I'm sorry, what was the what was the beginning of the question? Oh, the beginning of the question was just like the, the, in terms of the of the timing of it that that you're coming in early to try to help enable them to get where they need to be to launch a successful sure. so, uh, coin offering. You know, the you know I've had this you know basic premise for my six years as a VC, and now you know I've got a great partner James Haft in, in Crypto Oracle. We have some other great uh, folks advising us and and working in in our decentralized organization. And you know the, uh, you know our view is, is what we want to do is is get involved with great companies. Um, that are, you know, changing the world through crypto. And, you know, that can be in an equity round, that can be in an ICO pre-sale, that can be in the ICO itself. So what kind of companies, just out of curiosity, because, you know, there's kind of a wide net that could go out there in terms of things that could be affected by the blockchain. And I think some of it is very um, uh, spot on in terms of like the applicability of the blockchain to making certain new types of companies successful. And then other companies seems like they maybe are just adopting crypto as a way to kind of seem more hip and relevant. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how, how you see the breakdown, like, you know, what what areas uh, of companies do you really see benefiting from crypto in a way that, that makes them uh, unique as opposed to, uh, you know, co- companies that really are centralized type types of companies that really don't need decentralization, but are just kind of adopting it because it seems like it's the hot new thing. Sure. Well, undoubtedly, there's a lot of crypto theater going on, you know, people wrapping themselves in the, you know, in the what's very kind of shiny, you know, crypto light uh, uh, today. Um, but you know, again, you know, we really think that it's very similar in timing to, in our view, 1993 internet. So, you know, everything in crypto today is still very hard, similar to how going around the internet was hard, uh, before the Netscape browser was, was introduced. And if you were going back to 1993 and you were thinking, okay, how, you know, and, and you saw the future and you saw what the internet was going to be. Yeah, I think the right strategy to take at that time would have been to cast a very wide net and invest in, in great managers with big ideas. And a lot of them would have failed, 
but you know the 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 way that you get the Googles and the Facebooks is is you make a lot of bets. And so that's what we're doing in crypto. We're going to make, you know, our, our estimate is we'll make somewhere, you know, between 40 and, and 50 bets. Um, a lot of companies that we think are, are, are poised to cause significant disruption. Uh, and, and we anticipate that a lot of those will probably not work out. But we think we've got a good shot at, at getting, you know, in the Googles and the Amazons of the, you know, of, of crypto. And, you know, we think that that should provide, you know, a, a really, really strong uh, investor returns. It's great. What what um what uh, ICOs are you excited about? Like that things that you've seen in the past or things that that are coming up. What are the types of? You don't have to you know if you have portfolio companies you want to to talk up. That's great too. But um you know just across the board anything sure, sure. anything in particular that's caught yeah, your eye. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, I can tell you there's one uh, uh, that's yes yeah, that's ongoing right now called You Now, um, which is you know effectively decentralizing uh, how video performers reach their audiences. So they're actually taking an existing platform that, you know, and they're tokenizing it and decentralizing it and, you know, creating, I think, really interesting token economics. That's one of the things that that we focus a a lot on. We think the majority of the time, if there's a single token, then that's probably probably something that can be done better with a dollar. You know, there are certain reasons, you know, why we've seen, you know, a single token be functional. Uh, but we really think that the, uh, a lot of the power of tokenization is the fact that you can create, you know, these ecosystems where you have, play, you know, different players who are actually trying to accomplish different things. And by giving them different tokens, um, you can incentivize them to, you know, to, to do behaviors uh, that, you know, that are very different that you couldn't, if you were just giving them $1 and trying to incentivize them through a, through a single token. And so, you know, you now has, you know, I think very powerful token economics, uh, it's enabling video streamers, whether they're singing a song or they're comedians, you know, to directly reach audiences. Um, the audiences are, are able to applaud and, and give tokens to the performers, the performers can give different tokens back to the audience. Advertisers can use tokens to advertise in the ecosystem. You know, it's, 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 it's a very powerful, um, you know, I, I think it's a very powerful ecosystem that they're building. Yeah. So it seems to me that there's, it's sort of, that's a, I don't know if you'd call that like a, I, it seems like there's like an effort to create like a, just new economies um, of all different types and varieties uh, around around tokens, um, which is you know sort of curious if you think about it, like the long term economic you know aspects of that. Um, and I it, I think you're right. I think it's whatever early early days. It's going to be hard to see you know who, who wins here. And so, um, but so Lou, what, you you uh, you focused too on uh, on Israel, right? As a as a place of investment. That's correct. So be, before I went all in on crypto, which was really only about six months ago, uh, we f- uh, focused on investing in tech companies founded by Israelis for the previous three years. It's been a great run. Uh, as amazing as the world thinks Israel is, uh, we still believe that the world has no idea. And uh, I just got back from my ninth trip to, uh, to Israel in the last three years. And the first trip uh, that I went where I was completely focused on crypto. And it's really amazing what's happening there uh, uh, in Israel. Uh, uh, a lot of the, the leading academics uh, in crypto are in Israel. So there's a lot going on at the universities. That's kind of the leading edge technology uh, being used by a lot of the most interesting companies. Um, and they're also incredibly good at the ICO process. 
of understanding again that you know a, a lot of the success of ICOs is in the theater of 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 how the company is presented to the world. You know, very similar uh, in my view to how if you have a blockbuster film, how you market that blockbuster film uh, to the rest of the world. And so uh, uh, we've seen you know great companies with great technology married with a great ICO process. Um, you know, one of the uh, last companies to ICO uh, uh, in Israel, you know, when I was there, I actually witnessed a company called Siren Labs, uh, which is creating a, a new OS for mobile phones and, and, and desktops that is, you know, more secure. You know, so for, you know, the, the first really blockchain enabled uh, cell phone um, and it's, you know, it's a very high end phone and it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to, you know, the company's, you know, doing something really unique. Um, and, you know, and very quickly in their ICO, they, you know, they, they raised more than $125 million. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, you know, and sometimes you think about the companies that are starting up and they're saying, we're going to start, have a new coin. The coin relates to our product. And you got to wonder, well, why, why have a new coin for this? Why not just use an existing thing? Let people have one, you know, if Bitcoin were the, were the coin, although Bitcoin's not great as a currency, like you said, but, but something where it's a little bit more universal, um, it seems like maybe that would work. But, but at the same time, then you lose the benefit of being able to raise money through the sale of the coin. So I kind of wonder if, if, um, I, I don't know if if you took that piece out of it, if if it wasn't possible to raise a bunch of money around a particular coin to bootstrap a company, if if having your own coin would really be the way to go, or if it'd be better to just use something that's more universal and can be used on a variety of services. See, I, I don't know, what are your I, thoughts I, on that? I think what what a lot of people miss is is the fact that these things are called cryptocurrencies. I, th I think in some ways is doing them a, a disservice. You know, now that we have these new technologies, uh, you know, a currency is you know is now can be an element of, of every company and how every company operates, similar to in some ways how, you know, every company today uses electricity and every company uses the internet. It doesn't mean that they're an electric company. It doesn't mean that they're an internet company. It just means that it's it's part of the tools that they use, um, you know, to, 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 you know, to run the company more efficiently. And to some degrees, that's the way that I think of, of these different currencies, these different tokens. You know, again, the, 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 the best token economics are when you're giving people tokens and the tokens have smart contracts on them that you know that that are unique and so and that's why in a given uh, token economy uh, if you, you you know you can have two or three tokens that are again incentivizing different players to do different things um, but um, by those people acting in their own best interests it can all, uh, often be contra to each other you can still have everybody in the ecosystem rowing in the same direction. And that's what you can't get if you're just using a dollar or a, or a Bitcoin or a single, you know, or, or, or a single token. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on so many different benefits from the blockchain in general. One of the things that, that I look at is, you know, the sort of frictionless transactions and the ability for people to transact. Like I was listening to um, to Naval Ravikant. I don't know if, you, if you've if you heard of any of his stuff. He's an AngelList uh, founder who, who's pretty um, I don't know, prolific. His thoughts on this stuff is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was talking about, um, he was talking about, you know, uh, cars in the future driving down the road and, and being able to exchange value with each other for, you know, one car gets paid or one person with a car gets paid something to move out of the way. So another car can get where they're going faster and they pay. And the whole thing is very, you know, smooth. So it's part of a network where the value is being exchanged, but humans aren't really involved in the transaction. And that to me sounds super interesting. But, but doesn't necessarily require its own 
currency or its own coin to, to do that. Like you could do that same thing through Bitcoin if the software was right. So it seems to me like a lot of the opportunities around around the blockchain and Bitcoin are around kind of developing these applications that exist and that the, the coin piece of it or creating your own coin is really more of a, just a financing angle because otherwise the thing's just kind of, I, I don't know, but, but I guess you could also say, um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, where the value comes from. Uh, and it strikes me that a lot of the value comes from sort of the, the frictionless and the, the ability to, to build transfer of value into a network that humans, you know, automated network where humans aren't involved is kind of the big, to me, that seems part, like part of the really exciting thing uh, about, about the blockchain. Um, and, and I'm trying to kind of figure out how it meshes with the idea of having lots of different currencies or lots of different coins. Sure. I, I, I guess, again, I think you're, you're confusing coins with uh, companies. You know, in my view, most mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies are companies, right? And nobody says, gosh, we have too many companies, right? Because we don't have too many companies because, you know, companies is, you know, the creation of new companies, that's what drives our economy. And that's all these are. The fact that they're using tokens as part of a company doesn't, you know, that that's, you know, I think that's part of why the disruption is enabled. It's, you know, it's, it's happening because of the blockchain. It's happening because of the cryptocurrency. It's happening because of decentralization, because of smart contracts, because of zero proof knowledge, because of all these new technologies in combination. You know, I think those five technologies I just mentioned, you know, are all each and of themselves incredibly powerful and in combination you know, we're going to see disruption at, you know, my belief is, is at least, you know, 10 times the disruption in wealth creation that we saw from the internet. Yeah, well, I, I we're definitely seeing some of that. And uh, it's kind of amazing to see the transfer of wealth. I think that's kind of one of the another big idea from crypto is just to see, you know, uh, the, the, the wealth hitting the hands of people that are are involved in technology and in this space, and maybe people that weren't traditionally participating in that in that kind of uh, uh, wealth generation. So it's it's definitely a serious redistribution of wealth. Yeah, I mean, assuming to, it to, keeps up the way it's going. To, you know, it, it's funny. I mean, it's, to, to, to so far, it's not a redistribution; it's just an addition, <laughs> right? Gold gold hasn't gone down in value because nice new new wealth. Be, yeah, be, yeah, be, be, because of Bitcoin. You know, eventually. Excellent. Yeah, good point. Eventually, we will see disruption. But in my view, the world still has absolutely no idea of, of the disruption that's that's going to come. And again, it's it'll it'll happen slower than a lot of people think and and until it starts happening faster. And, you know, and what you'll see is, you know, you'll you'll see, uh, uh, you know, very significant pullbacks in the cryptocurrency markets. I mean, it could go 10 times higher before it pulls back and it could start pulling back tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I, I think where the crypto market is going to be in 20 years is going to be, you know, so massive. Uh, uh, that to me is, is certain the road from getting to here to there, uh, is, is less certain. And, you know, and the, uh, in my view, the ups and downs are just noise, uh, relative to the, you know, the long-term crypto trajectory. Yeah. So that's really, yeah. I, uh, so, so Lou, one thing I think that's really cool that you're doing is, uh, <clears throat> you write a lot about, uh, about this, about all these issues on, on medium, and uh, how, tell us about that experience. Like, uh, just tell us about what it's what's been like to to really go after it. And uh, you told a great story at that conference about just how you just just dove in. You just sure. decided I need to. I really need to learn about this and write about it a lot. I'd like to hear that story again. Sure. So yeah, the you know uh, obviously everybody in the tech industry and and, and particularly in crypto uh, uh, who wants to write uh, writes on Medium. 
And the great thing about the moment of time that we're at is you know, when I grew up, uh, business magazines, you know, everything I read in business was written by a writer who was writing about a doer. Now, you know, with Medium and other blogging platforms, but largely Medium in the tech industry, what you see is you see the doers writing about the doing and, um, you know, writing about what's what's going on. And so when, you know, when I first, you know, and I've been writing on Medium as a VC now for uh, for over three years. And, you know, I, I literally saw, as you know, as I told the story, I saw the crypto light on June 29th. Somebody said something I'd been looking around trying to understand it. Um, and, and on 29th is, is when I, it was really an aha moment. I said, oh, my God, this is going to be the biggest thing in history. But I didn't really have my arms around what, what, what it was. And so when I want to learn, uh, the best thing I, that I can do to learn is, is write. And so and, and I was just so excited <laughs> about this view of the future that, that, that I feel, you know, that I felt and still feel like I see. Um, that you know, I was literally getting up at four o'clock in the morning because I was just so excited to get up and learn about this and write about this. And so, you know, I kind of uh, uh, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote literally like 80 hours a week for six weeks. You know, and I wrote multiple stories on crypto that I, I could have been called, you know, what I learned about crypto this week. Uh, but I gave them better titles. And after six weeks, I got an email from Medium saying, congratulations, you're one of the 50 most influential writers on Bitcoin on Medium. And I didn't know that that was a thing, but I looked and I saw that I was the 48th most influential writer. And that was pretty exciting. And now I actually had a metric that I could, uh, that I could track. And so I, I continued to write and write and write uh, for another seven weeks before I really took a breath. And I, I took a step back and I said, okay, you know, it's been, been three months. What have I learned? What's a framework for thinking about things and, and where the world is going? And I wrote a piece on Medium called Seven Thoughts After Three Months Down the Crypto Rabbit Hole. And that was the first piece that I ever wrote that was number one on Medium. For That, that piece was number one for three days. And, uh, and, and after those three days, I was uh, ranked as the third most influential uh, writer on Bitcoin on Medium. And when you're the third most prolific writer on Medium... You know, again, unbeknownst to me, the world starts beating a path to your door because you're perceived as being a thought leader in the space, uh, and you know, you're getting amazing opportunities to, you know, to you know, to be advisors to companies or invest in companies or keynote uh, conferences like the one that you saw me at, and it and it's really been you know the, the most enjoyable, most exciting six months of my professional career. Well, that's, that's really great. awesome. <clears throat> that's a great yeah. story. Can you? I, I, we'll we'll drive people over to Medium so they can take a look at the article. But what are the? Can you share with us some of the things that you learned? I mean, as uh, in in the six months, what what are the some of the highlights? Sure. So, you know the you know the the, the, the number one thing that, that 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 I learned is that uh, uh, nobody knows anything. That we're at the very beginning of this brand new thing, and you know the truth is that that nobody really knows you know what it's going to be. And, and who the winners and the losers are going to be. And, you know, uh, uh, so you have to, I think, have a lot of humility uh, if you go into this in, in this market. Um, you know, one of the other things that really helped me get comfortable with Bitcoin, though, was was the realization, too, that 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 Bitcoin, you know, I, is a confidence game and that every asset is a confidence game. And, you know, uh, uh, Facebook is, is a confidence game. It has a really, really high uh, 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 multiples to, to, you know, price earnings PE multiple because people have a lot of confidence in the future of Facebook. Um, but, you know, if, if that future got diminished, Facebook shares could be crushed. 
And so, you know, that, 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 that was another important lesson, uh, that helped me get comfortable, you know, with, with, with Bitcoin. Um, you know, I, uh, one of the other things I write about is, is it's a bubble. So what, um, uh, the, uh, and, you know, if you take a look at, and, and, you know, I wrote another post actually called the crypto bubble isn't a bubble. It's a dot, dot, dot. Uh, and in that, um, in that medium post, I, I really just showed three slides. And the first slide was Amazon share price 97 to 99, which was up 70 X. Uh, the second slide was just extending that out two years. So 97 to 2001. And what you see is it goes up 70 X and then it falls 95%. And, and that looks like a bubble and a crash. But if you extend it out another 16 years, so going from 97 to 2017, what you see is that it wasn't a bubble and crash, but that, you know, that, that the 97 to 01 time period is just a blip. It's, it's barely perceptible relative to the value that, that Amazon has created. And I think that's where crypto is going. I think that, you know, that, that whether we're in a bubble or not, you know, is noise to the long term fact that, you know, that, that crypto is going to be, you know, a massive, massive wealth generator over the next 20 years. Well, so, um, that's fascinating. So, so Lou, the, um, for those people who want to get into the, into the crypto game, um, and I think there's, there's obviously a lot of people who are, who are, who are opening Coinbase accounts. Coinbase has gone, I mean, they've just had like a massive number of new accounts opened. Um, Coinbase is Number one app on the App Store. I don't. I don't know if it still is, but but up up until very recently, it was number one. one number one. Number one free app on the iOS App Store, which is pretty impressive. That's a, that's a, it takes high bar. It's a high bar to get to that point. That just oh. the sheer number of downloads you have to have to be a free app that's number one is is a uh, is kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I was just going to tell a story when I was I was just in Israel. Uh, I wrote a you know I mentioned I wrote a a, a blog post called uh, uh, Five Thoughts. Uh, uh, following 10 days living the crypto dream in Israel. <laughs> and one of the most amazing things I saw while I was there was literally a line down the street at a Bitcoin ATM where people were literally lined up, you know, to put money in a machine and and get Bitcoin back into an, an account of theirs. And you know, the most amazing thing is, is, is the store has to close about every 90 minutes because that's when, you know, the, the, the ATM machine can only you know, uh, uh, take in so many shekels, uh, and then it fills up. So every 90 minutes they have to empty the, the machine of all the shekels. Uh, so the, to, to make room for all the new shekels that are, that, 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 that are in line waiting to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> huh. Who was the company who was providing the, the, uh, the ATM machine? Um, you know, I don't know which company was making the ATM machine. Uh, uh, it's, it's called, you know, the, the, this place is actually right across the street from the Tel Aviv stock exchange. And in Tel Aviv, it's referred to as the Bitcoin embassy. <laughs> hmm. That's crazy. Well, so it's, it's nice to hear that there are jurisdictions that aren't hostile. So, so Israel has a good set of laws around this. So that it's, it's not like the U S right now. Well, actually, um, you know, it, it, part of the, part of the reason why the ATMs are so popular is that, um, the, the. Uh, KYC AML, which is, you know, know your customers and anti-money laundering laws are actually stricter in Israel than they are here uh, in the U.S. So it's actually harder for people to open up an an, an account online. Uh, It's easier to open up an account at a Bitcoin ATM, which is part of the reason why they're so popular. Wow. Interesting. 
Um, so, um, yeah, give us give us your uh, give us your predictions then. So it's uh, we're going into 2018, and uh, people, I mean. What do you think is going to happen in 2018 in crypto? What are going to be the big highlights we look back on? You know, it, it's it, it's hard to impossible to know what's going to happen in you know, in, in the next year. Again, I'm I'm focused on what's going to happen over the next 20 years, and you know, the there, there's something you know called portfolio science, which is you know the way to optimize your returns from investing is you know you pick a period of time. And and you and you invest on a regular basis, you know, whether it's weekly or monthly or yearly, and and you don't think about buying high and selling low because it turns out that's really hard. You just you know it, for crypto it should be you know depending on how aggressive you are one or two or or ten or twenty percent of your portfolio, um, and and every you know it, what I tell people is you know the easiest thing to do is open up a Coinbase account and buy you know buy the you know the the coins that they have. Um, you know, and, and, and market weighted. So you, you end up on a lot more Bitcoin. And over time, is, as Coinbase allows more and more coins, you put those coins into your portfolio. And I think that's, you know, that, that's how you optimize return from investing in crypto. And Coinbase has a, a, a recurring buy option that yeah. you can do, you can use if you want to do some dollar cost averaging. I have like a weekly buy setup exactly. that just buys Ethereum every week. Yeah, yeah um, so you don't have it's, to It's kind of a nice it. way to set it and forget it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then in I some wonder, ways you know, you're actually happy when it goes down because you're getting to buy it cheaper. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just, yeah. This makes it more of a long-term bet. I've, I've found that trying to time crypto is really hard. I've made some great tr- decisions and I've made some bad decisions and it's just impossible to, you know, it, trying to time it where you think, oh, things have, things have shot up. I'm going to sell and then I'll just buy back when it drops back down or vice versa. It's dropped. I think I'll buy. It's just, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's tough to try to time it. I've, yeah. I've, 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 my I've had numerous that. day traders tell me, you know, how much they're up day trading Bitcoin, and I, you know, and I, and I point out to them that in fact they would have made <clears throat> more money if they had just bought and never sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's that the, the GDAX. I don't know if you've taken a look at it. Coinbase has their their trading platform called GDAX for people that are listening. If you go to GDAX, um, you can get to it with your Coinbase account. It's sort of mesmerizing you can see all the trades you can see the, the the book uh you can see you can see the trades as they happen and it's really enticing to try to want to get in there and just try to buy and sell and buy and sell and see if you can can day trade it and it's just uh it's a bad idea <laughs> yeah think, look it's it's, it's bad, no bad different plan. you know in, in fact the, the only difference between day trading crypto and day trading you know regular stocks is um you know there's generally less liquidity um, certainly in, in most of the names and there are, in, you know, most stocks that, that, that you would be day trading, um, and, and there are higher fees. So, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to make money day trading, you know, when everything's going up and to the right. Um, but you know, nothing goes up and to the right forever. Right. Well, what do you think? Um, one of the questions I have, Lou is, um, you know, so we're going to see a bunch of forks, right. Um, and, uh, the forks, you know, I guess have the risk of uh, causing like the some, you know, like the, the old Bitcoin, right? I mean, it could theoretically become just sort of um, a lesser traveled fork, and its value could decline over time, so on and so forth. What do you think about this idea or theory? Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. I think now the the the, the term being used for for all the for, for all the forks is sharding, um, and and yeah. so you know the sharding of Bitcoin, um, you know, each you know. Each each coin is really a you know a different coin with you know and, and over time will become more different and more different and you know I, I think kind of like you know a, a, a different company it's when somebody 
you know, takes, you know, the IP, you know, now you're actually taking code with you, you know, when you leave. But, you know, most people when they're in a job, you know, they're taking the IP in their head and they're, you know, and they go and start a new company to compete against the old company that, that, that they were with, hopefully doing something a little different than the old company did um, that the market wants. And, yeah, you know, I think that's what that's what forking is. And so, you know, forking doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing for the thing that was for the thing that was forked. And in terms of, a, you know, of a governance mechanism, right, if, if you know, it's it's great if 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 you're a part of something and they're going in a direction that you don't agree with, you know, it's great that you can start your own company and you don't have to start at scratch, which is part of what makes, you know, uh, uh, you know, companies, you know, uh, uh, get to be, you know, worth half a trillion dollars is, you know, you can't fork Facebook. You know, if you leave Facebook, you have to start brand new and, and, and do something to compete against them. You know, whereas if you could take all the Facebook code, you know, it could be that somebody could have, you know, taken that code and developed a much better Facebook, but we'll never know that we're stuck with the Facebook that we have because there is no forking. And so in a world of forks, uh, you know, it's my belief that we end up with a better, more efficient world. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, really interesting. I, so what's your take on the, on the XRP coin? Like how, how do you feel about, how you feel about that coin? You know, it, the, the great thing about XRP is it's, it's a real business again, right? They, they have like, you know, over 75, uh, uh, uh commercial deploying customers, you know, of the token. This is a real business. Um, you know, is it a $50 billion market cap business? You know, that's, that's hard to know. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I liked it at a billion, you know, people I told it a billion, uh, you know, they were calling me up, they, you know, do you still like it at 40 billion? And I'm like, well, not as much as I did at a billion. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Well, interesting. Yeah, I've been joking with people for a long time that really what we need is we just need a, we just need a, like a easy way for someone to deploy, um, you know, capital across like a hundred different crypto altcoins, just sort of by by machine. So oh, that's coming. To build. That's coming. Like a freight train. You'll, you'll, you'll have a hundred people Sit doing there. that, you know, in a week. And my guess is, is that's going to be dominated by, uh, by BlackRock and Fidelity. I mean, Fidelity is really the, 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 the company that's, that, that's way out in front, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, a, a large financial institutions in the world. You know, they have more than 40 people, full-time crypto people, you know, focus 100% of their time on crypto. I'm not sure anybody has, you know, uh, uh, five people. And so my I feel guess like is when, when the, um, traditional, traditional brokerages start offering some kind of ability for people to, to participate in the crypto market, that it'll have a huge impact on the value of things because it's just opened up a floodgate of money that isn't maybe isn't sophisticated enough to, to buy it, uh, at Coinbase or, or figure out how to secure their own cryptocurrencies, you know, that, that, that it, it will hopefully make it a lot, a lot more mainstream and, and then, you know, more money flows in. There's certainly no, no additional supply happening. You'd like to think that that would have caused the price to go up at least at the time. Well, that, I mean, there, that, that there, money there, there's the market. The, you know, it, it turns out that, uh, in a capitalistic society, actually, uh, 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 you get a lot more supply when you get a lot more demand. So, you know, that's certainly what's yeah, but, happening but, but, in, in, in cryptocurrencies is, you know, you're going to, you're going to get you're, you're going to strangle on all the supply of, of cryptocurrency that's going to come to the market various, various currencies yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense that, that there's more currencies being added but the nice thing is that that you know things like bitcoin and ethereum don't have the ability to add additional currency to the market that if you want to buy bitcoin if bitcoin is your vehicle of choice there's no additional supply being added other than what's baked into the algorithm right 
but you know you should think though that 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 by dint you know that that something has a value and you know and and whether there are 10 people who want to buy it or a thousand people who want to buy it you know the, the the value is is the value um you know so the the i, I certainly get how excited people are that more people are going to have the opportunity to buy bitcoin and other things and certainly in the short run it's hard to imagine that not having a positive impact on price but in the long run you know theoretically according to economics that you know that 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 shouldn't you know, the, these things should, you know, utility tokens are one thing. Utility tokens, um, you know, can, the value of those can change based on, on usage, you know, and actually, you know, and, and the math is, is the more it's used, the, the, the all been equal, the, the less it's worth, uh, interestingly. Um, but, you know, the, 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 what I think much more than utility tokens over time are just going to be security tokens that are just like shares, um, that confer ownership interest in, in different uh, uh, entities. And I think those will trade, you know, you know over time, you know, very similar to how uh, stocks, publicly traded stocks trade today. Interesting stuff. Well, thanks for sharing your uh, your input with us. It's been really great having you on. This is a great topic. I mean, I think we could probably keep talking about this for, for quite a while longer. Maybe we'll have to have you back on sometime soon and, uh, and do an update because uh, I, I think Joe and I could probably both talk about this for hours. Um, really appreciate you being on though. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time. Okay. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. See you. Lou, it was great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yep. And thanks everyone else for listening. Uh, well, Lou, how can people reach out? How can people find out more about, about crypto Oracle sure, and, so I'm, uh, I'm, and, I'm, and read, uh, read what uh, you've written and stuff? I'm Lou at, uh, at crypto Oracle.io. Um, you know, that's the, that's a website. You can go there and, and read about the different things that we're doing. You know, we also do uh, crypto advisory and, and, uh, and we do, uh, uh, we have a media arm where, you know, it's not just the blogging and the YouTube channel and the conferences and the meetups. Uh, we're excited. We're, uh, going to be co-hosting, uh, uh, a, a major, uh, event in San Francisco, uh, April 9th, 10th and 11th at the Moscone center, uh, called Blockfin, uh, part of the lended conference, one of the biggest, uh, 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 fintech conferences in the world and the you know one third of the floor space is going to be committed to to crypto it's going to be you know a, a great three days so you know we're doing a lot of the, you know stuff it's obviously you know an exciting time to be in crypto fantastic great well uh until next time thanks everyone else for listening we'll uh we'll see you all next week